Shout out to Charlie Wigstrom today. We're going to be reading his chapter, and uh, he actually put up a really cool post on Facebook today uh, to offer the download for his three funnel templates. So go check that out as well. If you go over to Facebook, uh, Charlie is spelled C-H-A-R-L-Y. Last name is Wingstrom, W-I-N-G-S-T-R-O-M. Shout out to him. We're going to be reading his chapter today, so stick around. This is Purpose Driven Marketing Podcast. Are you tired of feeling overwhelmed with every shiny object, every opportunity, every training course or software that this industry keeps throwing at us? Truth is, if you've ever struggled as an entrepreneur, and you're probably asking yourself the same question that's been on my mind over and over again, what do we have to do to make our vision come to life for us? Let's face it, chances are if you're like me, you started a business in hopes of one day having the life you want, the success you want, the clients you want, and the freedom that you want to simply live life on your terms. Forget one day later. Why not start now? Now I want to share with you the simple ways to stop working endless hours in your business and get more focused so you can fill your leads bucket and create new opportunities to close more deals. Welcome to Purpose Driven Marketing. In each episode, we're going to be taking two simple marketing action steps that if you take action with, can prove to have positive results for you and your business. My name is Anthony Frank. And right now, I'm inviting you to grab your seat and strap yourself in with us on this journey. Welcome to Purpose Driven Marketing. Lead generation with Facebook ads, that's the way to monetize your traffic by Charlie Wingstrom. Lead generation is a huge topic. I'm writing this valuable chapter for you. Together, we'll see how you can push your campaigns to the next level and set up five winning lead generation pieces that you need to succeed. Here below are my two cents. What is lead generation and why does it work? In marketing, lead generation is the generation of consumer interest or inquiries into products and services of a business. For the purpose of this chapter, lead generation refers to the generation of consumer interest a list of qualified leads is priceless to, for any asset for any company. It's cheap to build and it works great every time. You get it right in any kind of business, including boring B2B companies. Here are two reasons why lead generation is so important. Number one, it's cost effective and getting someone's email is much easier than che- and cheaper than trying to close the sale right away. It's also a great way to start building a relationship with that potential customer. Think of your relationship with someone you want to turn into a customer in terms of a romantic interest if you fancy someone. Number two, it's not standard procedure to uh, immediately go up to them and ask for their hand in marriage. Ladder behavior is what you need to apply. You want to talk to the person, ask them on a few dates, and then make sure you're both truly compatible, and then maybe you'll ask them to be your life partner. It's the same with online sales. You talk to your users with a video, page, or Facebook ad. You get to know each each other through lead generation. And finally, if there's a match, they'll become customers, and they'll have your happy ending. Here's an example of what you you may achieve with lead generation. And then here, Charlie uh, breaks down like direct advertising costs to acquire a customer, uh, lifetime average value of that customer, uh, lead generation costs, conversion rate and lead customer, uh, the cost to acquire the customer, and then average lifetime value again. Uh, But the way he does it, uh, he starts with a $15 and then it goes to one sixty seven and a dollar fifty, and so the math is a little bit hard to follow, uh, especially if I'm just reading it to you, you're not seeing it on the page. So let me take a break here and just give you a better not better, but an easier to explain situation so you can understand the math and really key things like what is it costing you to acquire each customer? How much is the lifetime value of that customer? 
What is the cost to acquire every lead, right? All that kind of stuff. So I changed the math up here just to make it way easier to explain to you since you're not seeing it in the book unless you're following along. If you are, we're on page 144 and you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you haven't got the book yet, you can go over to PurposeDrivenMarketingPodcast.com forward slash Kindle, grab your copy. I would recommend the paperback um, simply because then you can annotate in the book like I did right here to, to write out a better scenario for you to understand uh, how to do this. Now, if you're ru running ads already, you already understand all this stuff. If you're not running ads, then this will help you. So cost to acquire a customer. Uh, in the industry, we just call it COA equals blank okay we don't know what that cost is we start buying ads before we figure that out so the first thing we do is we're gonna start buying ads now in my example I'll just do the math I'll try to make it as easy as possible in terms of flat numbers that are simple to do the math with if I do 10 bucks a day in ad spend just for an example that's gonna give me three hundred dollars a month in ad spend right and so on as you scale up, right? Like some ads we ran in the past are spending 50 bucks a day on the ad on like a YouTube ad that's killing it. So, <coughs> so to keep it simple and to make it like easy to do the math, we're just going to go with really small basic numbers, okay? 10 bucks a day on ad spend would, would give you $300 a month in ad spend. Let's say that month, that $300 yielded your business 600 leads okay and let's say out of those 600 leads 100 people bought your product now let's say out of the 100 people that bought your product each one of them spent a hundred dollars on the products you offered them in the beginning okay follow me 300 bucks an ad spend means 10 bucks a day so that means every month i spend at least 300 dollars if I'm spending 10 bucks a day. Let's pretend that I got 600 leads from that. Okay. That would tell me my cost to acquire a lead, right? How much is that? 50 cents a lead. Now let's talk about customers. I only got 100 customers that bought something out of the 600 people. I got 100 of them. And all 100 of them each bought a $100 product. Again, we're just making the math as simple as possible. So if 100 people bought a $100 product, that means I made $10,000 in sales. That's the potential cart value if all the offers I had equaled $100. So if you have, like, let's say you have a $7 offer, a $27 offer, a $67 offer, a $97 offer, and then a $197, and they're all back to back to back to back to back, your potential cart value is much higher than 100 bucks. Okay, but I'm just trying to make the math simple. Let's go back to the beginning. Ad spend, 300 bucks for the month. Leads, 600 leads. Okay, that's pretty much 50 cents a lead. Now we go over to customers. We got 100 new customers that paid 100 bucks each. So out of 600 people, 100 of them bought a $100 product. That made us $10,000 in sales. Okay, we're just in this situation, we're going to call that the potential cart value because we're only offering one offer for 100 bucks. Then you have the lifetime customer value. Okay, what is the lifetime customer value? Well, it's everything else they might buy from you in the future. And then also remember back to the chapter we read about the chiropractor dominating in their city, and Brian Citron points out the fact that when you have great customers, they recommend more customers. So that actually increases the lifetime value of those customers, okay, the originals. So let's talk about lifetime cart value. So that would be everything afterwards, right? So, so that means in this case, in this pretend scenario of, of the math that makes sense, that 10000 in sales is the potential cart value they all bought, right? And then let's say the lifetime customer value could be much higher than that because we could potentially offer them future products that are way more than 100 bucks, okay? Now, what did it cost us to acquire those customers? Well, we spent 300 bucks for the month to acquire 100 buying customers that bought from us. That means every cost per acquisition or COA is $3, okay? So hopefully that makes massive sense. It's not easy to explain this. 
actually recorded this thing five times just to make sure I got it as simple as I could for you to follow in case you're not buying ads yet and you're trying to get over the hurdle of spending money on ads and understanding how do I manage this? How do I measure it? How do I make sure I'm not losing money, but I'm making money? How do I keep improving it? You need to know the numbers, okay? What are you spending on ads? How many leads does it get you for all the money you spend? Out of all those leads, how many of them buy from you? How much money are you making on the sales that they're, they're buying from you? Meaning, how much are you offering them to buy? Uh, what are you offering them? How much is it? What are, what are the tiers? Uh, do you have a sequence of offers? Or are you just offering them things? Right? So, and there's a lot to build in there on the offer itself. But just trying to give you a breakdown of the numbers. If you're new to running ads or if you've never run ads, you want to know this stuff because that's how you determine if the ad is working and, and it's profitable for the company or if it's total freaking dud and you should try to make a new ad. <laughs> okay? So... Hopefully that makes sense. Let's go back to the chapter. Can you see the difference? Through lead generation, the example managed uh, to have, in other words, cut in half, the cost of a, to acquire a customer while also increasing the revenue generated by each customer. How to use this chapter? The best way to use this chapter is to put it into practice. Follow Facebook's model. Done is better than perfect. I've tried to make this guide as digestible and actionable as possible. I'll guide you through every step of the way on every tool that you need to get started with lead generation. I've also created a downloadable checklist with you to track your progress and help you define your first lead generation campaign. Don't aim for perfection. You can start improving, fine-tuning, and every single step of the way, you can continue to improve it each day after your first lead magnet is live online. But first, you need to get your lead magnet done. Find your lead magnet. A lead magnet is anything that you potentially offer to customers uh, that they can find a value. You're going to offer it to them for free. In return for the details, it can be their email, a bot subscription, a phone number, etc. And con uh, consequently, a chance to develop a relationship with them. Most advertisers automatically think of ebooks while brainstorming for lead magnets. While ebooks are great for lead magnets, they're also extremely time consuming to create. Pro tip a lead magnet does not need to be a 50 page ebook. It can be a short one page PDF or an Excel template. Here are some tips that can help you. And if you need help with uh, understanding the ads, because I have the notes right here, then hit me up in the messenger and I'll take a picture of this and I'll uh, send it to you. In actuality, if you want, I'll even uh, just snap a photo of this and put it up on my timeline. And I'll uh, put it in the Purpose Driven Marketing group. So if you're a part of the Purpose Driven Marketing for Entrepreneurs Facebook group, we'd love for you to be in there. And I'll, I'll uh, have that for you in there. Okay? If you're not, go over there and join it. Facebook, type the search bar, Purpose Driven Marketing for Entrepreneurs. You're going to find the Facebook group. Click Join Group, and I'll let you in. So... Uh, does your lead magnet offer an ultra-specific solution? Question mark. Uh, these are uh, Charlie's checklists, okay? So he has specific solution, specific prospect, the promise, the immediate gratification, and then he goes on to the checklist templates. I'm going to leave uh, that for you to grab your copy of the book, and you'll learn all about it in the checklist that Charlie created for you. Uh, let's go to page 148. Prizes, contests, and prizes are quick setup, easy to promote, and can go viral. Well, what do you know? Who else talked to you about prizes every freaking episode in this podcast? I do, okay? Contests, prizes, okay? It's just great positioning, people. If you're not running a giveaway of some type at least once a year, you are missing the boat on so many free fucking leads. I'm just going to be blunt and honest with you, okay? It's so easy, okay? If you don't understand how to do it, let's get on a call and let me help you create an offer for a giveaway, okay? Whether you call it a giveaway, whether you call it a contest, whether you marry them together and you run them in sequence like I do um, and like I do for my clients, whatever it is, okay? It's so damn easy, people. So damn easy, okay? You should really be doing this.
prizes, giveaways, okay? What do you offer? If you have a digital product, let's say you have a video training, give away a couple of uh, the modules and then upsell a checklist with, with, uh, with an offer for the whole course. You know what I'm saying? And a bump offer for like a, a complimentary extra bonus video series that, that would matter to it or complement it, okay? And then put on the next page like, Share this with your friends and, and uh, you get access to something else, right? Uh, I always talk about Michael Griffiths on uh, this podcast all the time. He he just sent me one not too long ago. It was like, hey, get access to my lead magnet through UpViral, okay? And then on the next page, it's like, hey, if you share this with enough people, you get access to this whole free training course I have. It was like, oh, shit, I can get this $1,000 training program for free if I just share this with five more people? Wow, right? It's a no-brainer. So, you know, you don't even need to use ClickFunnels, okay? You can do whatever the hell you want in terms of the funnel setup. And if you want our help, then I'll let my team and I do it. But at the end of the day, if you don't have a giveaway funnel or a contest funnel at least once in your calendar this year for 2019, you are missing the boat on so many fucking leads. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Let's go back to the chapter. Be sure to give away prizes. Wow. How funny is that? Strictly, I haven't even read this yet. I'm reading it to you live. Be sure to give away prizes strictly related to your industry, not a Ferrari unless you sell luxury cars, or you'll end up with a totally useless leads list. I don't think that's true at all, okay? Here's why. You're not going to have the most relevant leads list on the first page, but if you filter them down to something highly relevant, then you'll know exactly how many relevant leads you have. Let me give you an example. The very first giveaway funnel that we have, the one that I have in this book, the case study for the $72,000 funnels, okay? The first thing we did in the giveaway was offer a $50 bill. Why? So we can get fucking leads, Okay. Are they relevant? No, not really relevant. How do we know when they're relevant? Okay, here's an idea. On page two, you offer something highly relevant so you can filter down the ones that actually care. Guess what happened? Like 70% of the people on the first page were also the ones on the second page, right? Why did they care about the merchandise? Because they already know the brand. So it depends who you're mailing the list to. If you're doing cold traffic stuff, I can understand that being not so relevant, Okay. But when you're mailing it to a list and you're trying to revive dead emails and turn them into customers again, right? Turn a, a potential customer or a potential old lead into a, into a new customer. Many of you listening have a big-ass list on Constant Contact or one of those crappy-ass platforms and you mail out a fucking newsletter and you never make offers and, and you don't understand how to monetize your list, okay? Many of you listening do this, Right? I've met so many business owners like I use constant contact. I'm like, great. How many emails do you have that, you know, it could be anywhere from none to like 40,000 to a hundred thousand. And it's like, what do you do? Well, we have a newsletter. I'm like, well, why does anybody want that? Uh, right. Uh, well, how about if you just mail them back? Hey, we have this awesome fucking offer for you. If you want, you can win this blank, fill in the fucking blank with something your people want. Right. Oh, cool. Let me give you my phone number, my, my email, and my name. Okay, great. I have the three most important pieces of information I need to speak with you in a digital media platform. Why is that? What is the most important sound anybody has? If they hear it, their name. If they read it, their name. Their name. What's the most important thing you need digitally today in 2019 and beyond? Their smartphone number. The fucking smartphone number. What else do you need? The email. Why? Because the money's in the list. Okay. What else can you do with those things? Right. I was. I was watching. I, I hate to break away from this chapter, but I'm just gonna give you guys the rant of it all. Okay. I was watching a video today from Roland Fraser. Okay. That guy's made millions and millions of dollars in multiple businesses. Okay probably amassed well over a billion in sales across all the companies he's worked with in, you know, in the past decade. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know that for sure, but I, sure, I certainly wouldn't be surprised. And he was explaining today how he closed a deal with a big high-name speaker. And not only is he focused on what he's going to do with that speaker 
at the event that they paid for him to come to, but he's already planning, how else can I leverage all of this? Okay, you need to be thinking like that, right? Think like the billionaires think, okay? How can I leverage all this in multiple different ways? That's what the giveaway funnel does. That's what the contest funnel does, okay? All of these elements serve you, serve your products, serve your audience. That's what it's about. And the same applies here. Why do I want their name? Because I can leverage that in lots of ways. I can speak to them in emails with their name. I know what their name is, (laughs) okay? If I get on a call with them, I know their name, okay? Why do I want their phone number? Because, right, think like Roland Frazier. It's not just the, oh, I, I have a list. That's not it. There's so much more than that, okay? What else can I do with that phone number list? I can text message those people. What else can I do with it? I can... Put it into Facebook and voila, I can run ads to those people. What else can I do with it, right? Think like Roland Frazier. What else can I do with it? Oh, let me see. I can tell Facebook, now that you know all these people that I I know like my offer, can you go find me more of them? Yeah, sure. We'll find you all the ones that look just like them. And we'll give them to you in a new audience, right? So much. Same thing with the emails. What else can I do? I can send them emails. What else can I do? I can send them emails with my na- with their name in it to them, talking to them. Some of the best email marketing, they use the name throughout some of the body copy, right? At the right key points. It makes it personal. Like you wouldn't be you would be shocked how many people that are huge mega gurus that are crushing it, okay? And their list makes them a ton of money in their business. They are so good at their email marketing and using people's names in the right places that people write back to the emails and they actually think that somebody's speaking to them. They don't understand that it's automation yet, okay? Powerful. Think about all the layers. What else can I do with email? I send them emails. What else can I do? I can put their name in it. What else can I do? I can give Facebook that list and say, show all these people my ads. What else can I do? I could say, show me people that look like these people. Okay? This is powerful shit. And again, this is why you have the giveaway funnel list. Why do you have a giveaway funnel list? Because you have a giveaway funnel. Why do you need a giveaway funnel? So you can build a giveaway funnel list. What's so powerful about that? I get their, their phone number, their email, and their name on the first page. It works like a charm, okay? It works, it works, it works. Not only has it worked in the big case study that I shared in this book, but it's already working in the new one that we just launched for one of my clients, and it's worked again and again and again and again with my team building them for so many different people on their own before I met them. I actually discovered the people that are doing it for me because they own the domain that I wanted to buy to start selling this stuff. And I was like, well, if they already own the domain, then they also understand how these work and how powerful they are. Let's work together on this so I don't have to do it all and I can just help people solve this problem, right? This is a problem you probably didn't know you had. You're lacking cool shit to promote throughout the year and you're you're lacking the means in which to do it. The giveaway funnel is the tool to do that. The giveaway funnel is the tool to help you build a a fat list so that you can then market more of your shit to them. Market and sell, market and sell, right? Go back to the days of like Jason and Will. I was standing in a meetup group and uh, Will showed up at this meetup group that he created years and years later after he had passed it on to a new organizer because his company was growing so big, right? Will and uh, Jason at, at Rapid Crush. And Will came in there and he gave a, a, an awesome presentation uh, to let everybody know about a new thing that was going on and they could all join in on it. And while he was there, he's like, let me take any Q&A questions that you guys have. I'm happy to answer whatever you want to know. Okay. By this point, they're already making multi millions in their business, and 
they were on their way to the 100 millions and now they've crushed the 100 million mark so um no pun intended because their name is rapid crush and all but if if you understand like how powerful that is he showed up to a local event and made sure that he gave everybody a chance to get any questions they had answered and he was super busy with a shitload of stuff that his company was doing okay but he still made the time and he and he came out there and and uh one of the questions i forget who asked it i don't know if i asked it or somebody else asked it but we asked him about how to do webinars to sell because they're so good at selling on webinars okay and and uh <laughs> i remember my mentor Chaz, uh god rest his soul he passed in october he was there that night and, and Will looked at him and he goes, I'll tell you guys how to sell on webinars, but just know there's people in this room that paid 5,000 bucks for us to teach them how to do what I'm about to share with you. And and he looked at Chaz and he goes, is it okay if I share this? And he goes, yeah, it's fine. I don't care. And and Will broke it all down, every single step of what they do. Okay, And what they do is they market and they sell. Okay, and then when they're done presenting, they offer something. And then after they sell or pitch, they go to Q and A, and then they offer, and then they go to Q and A, and back and forth. Okay, but it all starts with getting the traffic to the webinar, right? And then they have an offer, join the webinar, register for the webinar. Then they have follow up, go take your ass over to the webinar and watch it. Then on the webinar, they have a very proven system that they shared that they use, which is brilliant. And I've shared it before on Better Marketing Mondays. And, uh, you know, Will and Jason are, are incredible, not only as a team, but um, Jason is amazing as a pitch man on a webinar. And Will's just as good. I, I've heard them both do it. But they use the same formula. And they prove, they've created a proven formula that really, really, really works for them. Okay. So um, just understand there, there's so much there. There's so much out there. If if you don't want to give away something or um, have a contest in the sense that you might be thinking of it in, it's the same shit if you give away information on a webinar. You're just positioning it differently. You might position it as a master class or whatever. You know, A funnel is a funnel is a funnel. It's just a tool. The, the shit that matters is knowing who you're marketing it to knowing what they want, knowing what's working in the industry, making better versions of that shit for your people, and then going out there and delivering it, right? And then once, they, once they're accepting of that, then you sell them shit, right? And I'm not trying to sound like a dick. It's not transactional, but I'm just giving you the steps of like what happens in a funnel. Traffic goes to a page, a page introduces, and that's what Charlie's saying. A page introduces you with a video and asks for their email and then lets you start to build a relationship with them so then you can eventually make them an offer, okay? And that might be along the way of the sequence, and then again in the future, you might make better offers. But the list is where it all starts, and that's why he's focusing in on the Legion. Video training. Charlie says, what I love about video training is that it's extremely personal. It creates loyalty and a strong connection with your potential customers. The downside is that they are very time-consuming, and unless you're very good at it, you can make it seem amateur, so practice a lot before creating one. Next section, quiz and and surveys. Some users love quizzes and surveys. We tried that kind of a lead magnet with our Facebook ad test. I have to say it was not one of our biggest successes. The perceived value is usually pretty low. Email courses. This format is just great for repurposing. Have a great post or ebook. Just split it up into 10 parts and offer it as a daily weekly course on the subject. It's super easy to create, but the downside is the user won't be ready to move to the next step immediately. There are so many different lead magnets that you can offer. This is an absolutely partial list. The options are only limited by your own creativity. Now that you know some of the options that you have, it's time to better define what an ideal lead magnet looks like for you. 
Address a very specific niche for your users. Solve a problem that they have. Be extremely easy to consume. Uh, the lead magnet should be perceived as highly valuable. The first point is the most important. Targeting a very specific niche of users or a very specific problem is a key to success. The more specific you are, the easier it will be to drive traffic to your lead magnet through Facebook advertising and the, the higher your conversion rate will be. Let's say you want qualified leads about cooking. Recipes about the most obvious lead magnet. Yet the internet is flooded with recipes. Adding to your own site something like subscribe to our newsletter and receive our free recipes won't be so tempting. You're not addressing a specific problem that the user has. You're not identifying a specific and highly relevant niche to the target for Facebook ads lead generation. You could instead offer 27 e easy vegetarian recipes to eat before a test. Now, this is something specific. You have a very targeted audience for the lead magnet, young students who will live away uh, from their families and love vegetarian food with such a laser-focused targeting that you'll be able to drive cheap traffic from Facebook ads and you'll have a great conversion rate for your landing page. That's huge, Charlie. Big ups to Charlie. All right, so Charlie says, page 150, create your landing page. Nine lead magnet secrets revealed to generate low-cost, high-value leads. That's his headline. He has a little diagram on the side with a video. And then on the other side, it says, do you spend all your time struggling with business ads? Question mark. You only have to focus on two things, automating the entire funnel process and setting up a killer lead magnet. Uh, to create a winning business let us show you what to do on stage we'll show you like 99 percent of the business owners uh, that don't succeed why their lead magnets aren't working bonus surprise surprise he's just giving you little sample bullets there and then register now okay so now he says that's a lead magnet in other words, nine lead, uh, nine lead magnet secrets revealed to generate low-cost, high-value leads. It could be anything. It could be nine uh, veg vegan recipes revealed uh, to help you feel fit and look great. Right. So <clears throat> he says, awesome, now you have a lead magnet. Because remember, we're on page 150, but if you go back just a couple pages, he said, you can't do anything without creating the lead magnet. And you can't, you can't even really create a good lead magnet unless you go do the research on the market, which is what the One Funnel Away Challenge really focused on in the first and second week. So let's go back. What page was that on? Page 145. But first, you need to get it done. It's written in bold by Charlie himself. So now we're on page 150. Let's go create a lead magnet, okay? And what are we going to do? We're going to give it away. Simple. Okay. Uh, so Charlie says, all you need to do now is have a landing page where users can be able to fill in their data and download the lead magnet. If you have a professional team backing you, it will be easy to set up a custom-built landing page. Drive traffic to your landing page. Okay, we've got our lead magnet. Uh, we've got our landing page. What's missing to start this lead generation effort? Traffic. The big problem with landing pages is their lack of uh, content reach. So they have very little chance of getting much traffic from search engines. What he's saying there is on a landing page, you're writing the copy you need to sell for for uh, like paid traffic because Google is not indexing and ranking your lame funnel page uh, because it's not SEO friendly, right? There's there's not enough content for there. The, there's not enough content there for them to even want to rank it for anything of like high significance, high traffic search terms. Does that make sense? Uh, they're also asking for personal data unless you have a strong reputation. 
Users are unlikely to share on your social networks. Your landing page, uh, check it before you send it out as a lead magnet. And after checking it, you'll use, you'll realize that sometimes they forget to share. So remind them to do that. In this guide, we'll focus on the two of the most effective ways to drive traffic to your landing pages for lead generation. Number one, capitalizing your existing traffic. Let's start with the one I love the most, Facebook advertising. Lead generation with Facebook ads. Before you start to successfully advertise on Facebook and be able to optimize your campaigns, you want to be sure that you're able to track your most important metric. How many leads are you generating? To do this, you need to track conversions, right? So what Facebook is calling a conversion means they sent you traffic that landed on your page and filled in the form that you wanted them to fill in or took the action that you told them that you wanted them to take, okay? That you told Facebook you wanted the user the traffic they sent to take. Uh, it's extremely simple. Uh, you just need to insert a conversion pixel in your thank you page, uh, the page that the users will see after completing the form. Okay, so here's how that works. If Again, if you're already running ads, then you don't need any of this stuff. You already know what you're doing. If by chance you don't have a pixel set up, you should really set that up, okay? If you're not running ads, here's how, how it's all working. And, and this applies to the ones that don't have the pixel set up. Go into your, uh, you know, business.facebook.com. Go into your ads manager. Get your pixel, right? There's a little drop-down menu that'll have like two items on a white panel and then it says more tools or whatever it spreads it out and then it shows you all the other options in the drop down menu and then you're you're going to go over to pixels and then you're going to get your pixel for your page you're going to copy that that code or send it to your developer whoever it is that runs your websites and stuff and you're going to put that code on the pages okay and when you're done with that they're going to give you special pixels for special pages and then you have the thank you page pixel. Cool. If you leave out the thank you page pixel, no big deal. It'll just show you retargeting to other people when you start running retargeting ads. Um, but ideally, if you can have the thank you page pixel, it can track it all the way to the very last page in your funnel. So if you have multiple pages, boom, 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 boom. Facebook knows how far along they went. And when they reach the final page, Facebook knows they reached the final page. Okay. So uh, let's go back to the chapter. As Charlie said, it's extremely simple. You just need to insert the conversion pixel. The other thing I would throw in there is once you have it all set up, uh, all you need to do is go on the Chrome extension. Um, I think it's called Pixel Helper. And uh, once you have that, you can simply see every time you land on any page whether or not there's pixels there, and you'll see which ones they are. So if something is is not working right, it'll tell you right there, like, oh, it's not. There's no pixel firing on this page, right? Generally, when you have the code set up right, on on certain pages, it'll say you have two pixels. It'll say you have three pixels, right? So check that out. If you need help with that stuff, it's all easy to find. Facebook pretty much lays it all out for you, and uh, it's not hard at all. Uh, you cannot run anything without your pixel installed. That's really good advice because now you're sending traffic that you don't have the pixels on. And so you're not gaining all the ability to go retarget all the people that are raising their hand and showing up at your website. And all the people that you're buying traffic to send to that website, right? To be able to help Facebook understand who they are so they know who they are so they can help you remarket to those people, retarget those people. Uh, create a great Facebook ad design. First of all, you need to take care of your design and testing multiple options to come up with the best one. Ideally, you want to have at least three pictures, a couple of headlines, and a couple of Facebook posts. Pro tip, that'll result in 3-2-2. 12 different ads that you're doing to test. Note, remember that, there's, that it's not about you, it's about your users. Immediately explain to them why this is useful for them. And that brings it back to the stuff that Russell was teaching with the video uh, script that he uses. So it's always like, hey, everybody, my name is what I have for you, why they should care, and then how to get it. Right? And that's what Charlie's saying here. 
not about you, it's about them. Uh, explain why this is useful for them. Okay. Page 152. Letter A. Highlight benefits, not features. Letter B. Highlight that your lead magnet is free. Letter C. Phrases like only 24 hours left to join our webinar really works well, but don't lie. And uh, if you do, you'll lose credibility. Okay. I'll leave some of that for Charlie so you guys can check it out. I'm not going to give away all his goodness. We're going to move on to page 153. Don't create audiences that are too small, like 20,000 users. Page 154. Thank you. Uh, first of all, you need data. Don't start optimizing your campaigns after two hours. 155. Generate leads out of everything. 156. Lead nurturing. Close the sale. 157. Use email and messenger bots. I'm going to leave some of those golden nuggets for you on the last five pages of that chapter uh, so that you can get your copy of the book at purposedrivenmarketingpodcast.com forward slash Kindle. We'd love for you to have a copy. I recommend the paperback. If you like Kindle, grab the Kindle version. Uh, if the Kindle version is not available, it's because we're looking to make it a bestseller and uh, so in our category. So the best thing for you to do would be to grab a copy of the book, purposedrivenmarketingpodcast.com forward slash Kindle. We'd love for you to have one and leave a review if you enjoyed what you've learned so far in the last few episodes of the Purpose Driven Marketing Podcast. And uh, if you're not on the list to get a copy and you'd like me to send you a signed copy, then uh, let me know. Maybe I'll do that for you. Here's the deal on 158. Why going crazy with 100 targeting options when you can convert for a much cheaper price that users already know you? Retargeting often reaches a smaller audience and it's not as scalable, but it's extremely effective to get most of your traffic that you already have. That's huge. Target users that uh, left you their emails through custom audiences. We talked about that. And uh, visited thank you landing pages through custom website audiences. Highly targeted ads. Okay. Again, we talked about that. I went on a rant for 20 minutes about that. Uh, they already know you. Make the design personal. Make it easy for them to recognize your brand. That's something Henry Kaminsky Jr. is exceptionally good at. Insert your logo name here for product. Uh, somewhere directly address the fact that they know you. Something they like. Did you uh, like our vegetarian recipes? Question mark. Don't miss next week's webinar. We'll show you 20 ways to cook potatoes. Spoiler alert, we'll soon organize a webinar exactly on this topic, building a Facebook ad funnel to convert perfect strangers into loyal customers. Don't underestimate your thank you page and make sure you got the pixel on there. This is an error. I see it really often. Check out your thank you page now and think what else could I offer for the users there? Maybe they downloaded an ebook and you can have another one on their way. Perhaps you're hosting a webinar. So maybe you offered them an ebook and now you're hosting them a webinar. Uh, or maybe you've already had them in a purchase offer. Many advanced marketers do this. You download their ma uh, magnet and immediately after they tell you thank you. But now what? In this free ebook, you'll learn five tips to improve your cooking skills. Why don't you buy your own uh, full video course with 200 more tips for just $5? They're educating you and they enjoy it. First, your messenger bot hits them. Then a $5, uh, they'll offer you their main offer and then a more expensive product, and it works. Up until you decide how aggressively you want to move. 
But either way, you don't need to waste your thank you page just to say thank you. Right? That's huge, Charlie. Huge! So if you guys want your free gift, go over to myfunnel.link slash ATW dash Charlie. He's got something special for you there. And get your copy of this book, Purpose Driven Marketing Podcast dot com forward slash Kindle. will take you right over to Amazon. And the name of this book is Automate Your Traffic Funnels and Follow Up with the World, published by Funnel Magazine. Shout out to Funnel Magazine. So thanks for listening to Purpose Driven Marketing. That's Charlie's chapter. And again, if you want to get his bonuses, go over to myfunnel.link slash ATW dash Charlie. Thanks so much, and I'll see you, or uh, I'll be talking to you again soon in another episode of Purpose Driven Marketing. In the next one, we're going to talk about Funnel Story, Being Your Weird-Ass Self by Landon Porter. I didn't title it. He did. Don't know what to tell you there. Uh, let's see. What, let, me, let me see if there's some juiciness in here that I can tease you with for a second to keep you to come back. Do I have? What does Landon have for you here? It's a long story about Landon. Yep, yep, yep. Landon lays it out, storytelling like a pro. That's going to be a long one. I've been shopping around for a voiceover artist for you guys so that you don't have to listen to me read this crap to you. Not that the content is crap. The content is great. My audio is sometimes crap. Um, and, and don't think I don't know that because I do. <laughs> I go back and listen to all the episodes. So I'm probably the first one to listen to all the episodes before anybody else is hearing them. Um, so I know for sure some of them the audio sucks on. And forgive me for being dyslexic, but I'm willing to do it to get the content out there to you. And I hope you enjoy it. So I th thank you again for being here and for listening to Purpose Driven Marketing Podcast. And I uh, look forward to having you back so we can uh, share the next chapter with you. And uh, if you're not... Uh, if you're uh, not too busy, perhaps we'll just read a back-to-back -back episode right now. Might as well. All right. Talk to you soon. Late. All right. Might as well read another episode. Why not? It's uh, it's only fair, right? Share, 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 share the love. So if you like these uh, episodes of Purpose Driven Marketing Podcast, please feel free to share it. If you share the dream, please share the stream. So, uh, Funnel Story, Being Your Weird-Ass Self by Landon Porter. The last couple of weeks, we've been talking to our small group of our students through a version of our course, and one of the things that came up that I saw early on in the first week or so was that the main thing that people seem to have a problem with, but I don't think that most people consciously know that they actually have a problem with this, is that there's a bunch of people in your marketplace that do what you do. So how do you distinguish yourself? Question mark. How do you attract your tribe of the right people in order to market and message with the right kind of offers and all of that good stuff? Uh, we're talking about that. However, first, Chris, one of my students, uh, this is a Landon Porter talkie, may have a client who pays 13000 a year, and if you call it the right fit or not, no amount of money can make up for the fact that it's not a right fit. Why do people stay married for the wrong reasons? Excuse me. If you guys want to hear a funny little ha-ha story about me and my previous 9 to 5, I think those of you that know me get my personality enough and being around me. Uh, it would make a whole lot of sense. And it would probably be pretty funny. So going your way, doing your own thing, being your own weird-ass self. How do you apply that to marketing and to marketing your positioning? 
How do you apply it? Here's the story. I was in corporate finance, B2B finance collections. Uh, everybody else around me was doing everything they could to close any of the any any and every possible client that there was. And for those that you know, it's a gorilla story. The guy that first called me was a gorilla named Bill. He and I started on the same day and in the same training class in that industry. In fact, he's still in that industry, the poor bastard. Bill and I started on the same day, and in many ways we were opposite sides of the same coin. He always wore slacks and a button-up shirt or polo. You know who he was. I did everything that <laughs> that I could to get away from, from that and started wearing shorts and t-shirts. And as soon as I could get away with it, I did. It was all about production. It was all about quota. It was all about figures. Everybody around me was doing everything to close any and all clients, like flat out closing them, telling them we could do things that we couldn't even do and that we did uh, things that were sounded cooler, like call the company and say, hey, Bob, I've got your uh, debtor in my truck. If you want me to come to the back door, if you want to meet me out front, uh, just slimy, stupid stuff like that. After I had a little mid-career crisis where I changed and went to a different direction in getting clients, I kind of became known for firing clients. Also, interesting enough, me and the people that I did uh, w work with would build a relationship with the decision maker, and the decision maker would then connect us to whomever that they were working with the decision maker of the director of finance or the CFO. We would end up with a regular basis communicating either regularly, biweekly, or even monthly, in some cases with credit managers, uh, or control a little bit lower on the totem pole. Somebody who's actually in the trenches dealing with the nonsense. Also, a lot of people, it's their way and it's their shop. Like, F you, the guy who makes the five times that made the one that's this big deal. We're working together, and this is how it goes. So I got a name for myself from for firing clients. Not just firing clients, right or wrong or indifferent. On occasion, I would get the person that was dealing with fired because I was hired to protect the company's assets. So millions of or even billions of dollars were supposed to be going to XYZ, and you continue to jerk me around about that after the third time that I gently remind you I'm going to be back uh, to go back to the relationships that I started and created when I was initiated in this. There was an incident one time. One of my big clients, one of their divisions, had a lady that was supposed to be working and didn't have it. She'd been in position for like 17 or 18 years. And this is how we were going to do this. I don't care about what Joe said, blah, 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 blah. And I started to uh, go for as long as I could. So finally I had the conversation with Joe, and he asked me to hang on a minute. And we went down to the floor, and she was on the floor. And I was uh, on hold for like six minutes, maybe seven. And then there was the three of us. We had a conversation. We straightened out the situation. Also, granted, now this lady didn't know I was trying to be a jerk. I was doing my job, and I was doing what, what I was hired to do. So she went around and hired another company and didn't get it okayed. And all of a sudden, we were doing it the wrong way, and they lost several millions of dollars, and she knew better, quote-unquote. So Joe called me furiously uh, because the thing had happened, and they had lost all this money. Oh my God, what the F? How could you let this happen? So I said, I don't know what you're talking about like that. He didn't know that she went around us and hired another company to handle it the way that she wanted it. Well, that kind of started the whole thing. Don't make me fire you. And the whole client thing is kind of funny like that. That's kind of an extreme situation. However, if you're the person 
that you're working with or working against you, fire them. <laughs> it's worth it. She's so paying your $13,000 a year, Chris. Who gives a rip? 13000 a year? 30000 130000 Like it's really worth dealing with a headache. That's ultimately the same idea for the rest of this message. How would you bring a client that wasn't your ideal client? However, for that situation, the client moved on and dropped her like a hot potato. There was certainly a way to be nicer and say, I don't think we sh we're the right fit. However, I think this person would be a great fit for you. Hand it off. However, explain to the person that you're doing the right thing. It's just that kind of, you know, she's difficult, right? Anyway, back to the beginning of the weird-ass self. I don't know how to describe it any other way. I'm always doing my own damn thing. I don't know any different. So me is what I get. Yep. I don't mean I wear loud shirts or, or go to networking events. I get lots of compliments and people... I'm sorry. I don't mean I wear loud shirts when going to networking events. I get lots of compliments and people remember me. Billy, the guy I was talking about for a few minutes ago, his thing was socks. He began as an example. He used to go to events with, on a regular basis with a black suit, black jacket, black shirt, black pants, black shoes, and totally crazy tie and socks that match. As loud as it could be. So he was on his way of doing that. And I became the black Sabbath t-shirt, the jeans, the boots, because that was me. Moreover, I got attention too. So those who mind or don't mind, seriously, we all judge a book by its cover. Whether we do or not, consciously or subconsciously, we're all doing it right now. If you're new to the world, you didn't get started reading this chapter. Either something that was like, oh, that's interesting, or maybe you're like, this is my guy. If you were like, what the... <laughs> uh, you can't write that. Uh, talk about it or teach it to anybody for sales and marketing. That's probably not something I'm so sure of anymore. Yep, yep, yep. Video message marketing is the best way to show my weird-ass self. Oh, my weird-ass self. They get all of me, my mannerisms, my laugh, my lingo, my wild hair, yet totally on their own. I fight against it in my industry a bit. You should too. You really should. I'm going to leave the rest of this for you guys to read on your own. But I'll throw in something at the end right there. So like, you know, mannerisms, laugh, lingo, wild hair, those are all benefits of making video. You can make it from your phone, the way Russell teaches it with like a little pop socket to hold your phone in your hand and simply record the video to put it up on the platform you want to do. Or you can get really high tech or you can find somewhere in between or you can hire a team to do it all for you. Whatever that is for you, right? Like Gary Vee says, everybody should have their own D-Rock, right? Everybody should have their own guy that's following them around with the camera and doing all the editing and posting the videos. So uh, it depends on the level you're at, but I like the podcast because it's very easy to do the production. I'm literally recording it. It's going to go out. It's that simple. Then you can just share it wherever you want to share it. You can promote it, advertise it. And we're working on making like a cooler uh blog website for purpose driven marketing podcast.com that's going to have like listening pages for all the podcast episodes and stuff like that so very excited about that as well looking forward to that for you and uh so yeah we'll leave this chapter by landon porter for you to enjoy because it's uh it's another 14 pages cool and the next one is direct response marketing for social media content, which is way more in the wheelhouse of what I'm talking about, purpose-driven marketing right here. And it's my boy, Seth Green. Okay. So Seth came and spoke at the event last year. Uh, super awesome guy. And uh, really enjoyed uh, being able to hang out with him and learn from him 
he's incredibly good at uh, doing hot seats, helping people uh, discover stuff. And this is an episode you're going to love, love, love. Direct response marketing for social media contests. And uh, Seth says, how would you like to get 651 of your exact ideal prospects to raise their hand and give you their physical contact information in exchange for an ad budget that's only $252.20. So Seth created this for anybody to be able to handle. Okay, so if you haven't done any ads yet, certainly very approachable. Okay, and I, I as I read that, I realize that my less than six-figure number, you know, in my mind, that's puny, uh, the less than six-figure number, but maybe that's intimidating to some, especially some starting out. So just know that whether it's my case study, Seth's, or anything that you're learning in the book funnel-wise and creating uh, systems where you can drive traffic that turn into sales and new customers and leads for your business, um, in all of those cases, you know, do it with, with the idea that, like, hey, you can do this. It's not something you have to be a, you know, a hundred hundred thousand dollar investment, right? It's something you can do at an approachable rate of like, hey, I set up my offer, I created my funnel, or we create it for you, whatever it is that it is that you need, you know. And then once it's up, it's like, okay, we're gonna build ads, we're gonna send traffic over there, we're gonna monitor results. We're going to improve what needs to be improved, and then we're going to send more traffic, right? And throughout the process, if everything's working right, people are opting in, people are buying things, depending how you structure your offers. It's very approachable. So I like this thing from Seth here. How would you like to get 651 of your exact ideal prospects to raise their hands and give you their physical contact information in exchange for an ad budget that's only $252.20. Again, less than 10 bucks a day. 651 of your exact target customer leads. Okay. Seth Green is awesome. This is awesome. His team runs good ads. They get killer results. He just put out a case study on his timeline not too long ago after this book was published. Um... It was like a six-figure webinar funnel. You know, go check that stuff out. The people in this book are beast mode, okay? But I do know my audience enough to know that uh, I really think you're going to love the Seth Green uh, chapter. I haven't read it yet, but I'm, I'm assuming because I know Seth. I know how he, he likes to uh, help people. And he is, in fact, the marketing magician. He's the only person to be voted... Uh, Marketer of the Year three times by Dan Kennedy. So that says a little something about who this guy is. He's a podcast host of the Sharkpreneur podcast with Kevin Harrington, the original shark from Shark Tank. That should certainly say who this guy is. Uh, he does the judging for uh, a circuit thing where they give funding to local businesses. I've seen him do that, actually. Last time I hung out with him in Vegas, uh, he was doing one of those. So... I would definitely recommend coming back for this episode coming up, Direct Response Marketing for Social Media Contests by Seth Green. And I look forward to reading that with you and share it with you. And uh, if you need your copy of the book, just head on over to PurposeDrivenMarketingPodcast.com forward slash Kindle. And you can get your own copy of the paperback or the Kindle. Uh, if the Kindle is not available, it's because we're looking to make it a number one bestseller. And so we've made it paperbacks only for a little while uh, it may come back but i wouldn't wait okay what i would recommend you do now if you don't have a copy of the book grab one from amazon for us highly appreciated and uh, you can annotate in the book make notes dog ear the pages these are all things i like to do in my copies and i recommend you do the same break out the highlighter right annotate in the corners put little post-it notes fold pages over that's what i do to all my books <laughs> my buddy chris would say it's crazy but it's uh it's well read that's that's how i would put it so uh that's the way to roll 
And I look forward to talking to you again in the next episode. Thanks for, so much for being here. And thanks for listening to Purpose Driven Marketing Podcast. As always, the greatest thing you could do is share this with somebody you know that could, be, could benefit from it. Let them know about the next episode that's coming up with Seth Green's case study, Direct response Marketing for Social Media Contests. And also uh, take a note here before we leave this episode in how many uh, chapters are using contests as a positioning play, okay? There's a reason for that. <laughs> and as I told you uh, early on in another episode, uh, the publisher came to us and said, you guys can't all have the same three funnels that do a contest. You guys need to reposition your titles so that they don't all look like everybody does the same stuff. Because guess what? We all do totally different stuff, except for we all understand how you position an offer to get leads, sales, and repeat buyers, social proof, right? And that's kind of what I was talking about with the Roland Fraser thing. One of the great things about giveaway funnels, and I shared this in another episode recently, you're getting social proof for your business. Building, literally building social proof for your business via the winners, okay? You're, you have a whole front of mind strategy around the contest and getting that, that information out there to everyone that's in the contest, okay? So you really got to dial it in. And it, it doesn't happen overnight. It's not going to all work the first time. But you figure out what parts didn't work and you change them out for the ones that do. When you nail it on the front page, you don't change it. You leave the front page alone, you change page two, right? Then you nail it on page two. And if page three was working great, then you don't worry about changing page three. If it's sucking, maybe you change it, okay? If your first page is sucking, you definitely change it, okay? So you got to make those tweaks. But but like he was saying, what are all the the layers in which this can help serve you, right? That's another layer, social proof. That's another layer.